When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and this week we have an overly full panel because I, and and this is the way all of Pride Month is going to be for the next three episodes. I don't know what I was thinking, what I, what in the world made me decide that I would do a bunch of episodes with four panelists joining me not that i don't it's love a, my an abundance of allyship <laughs> there we go that's a better way to put it. not not that i don't love my panelists but i'm like uh what are you thinking but i do have great great people on i have for this week and we're gonna be talking about our flag means death on friday as well in case people don't know but i do have the two hosts of bedwetter behead the boobs carla and meg are on and and then I have Susie on and then Tanya as well. So this will be a ton of fun. This is the first time that Tanya has been on one of our pop culture and fandom news episodes. So I'm always excited to have new people on these because I really love these and these are very popular and they're fun to do. But let's go ahead and get things started with Carla telling me one thing you are into right now in fandom or pop culture. Okay, so... This is going to be a callback. If you listened last week to the LGBTQIA plus representation week, that pop culture episode, I talked about Mrs. Davis and how I was on the fence about it. I am back to report that I do in fact love it. There are still some things that I'm like confused about, but that's good because it leaves a lot to, to, uh, to think about, particularly the, the finale, which I thought was spectacular. There were some great performances in it. The show, which I suggest you check out, it's on Peacock. It's bananas. Okay. It's about a nun fighting against AI and then uh, doing a quest to find and destroy the Holy Grail. So, yeah, it's all over the place, but it touches on a lot of really interesting themes about mother-daughter relationships, about the role of AI in our society, in our in our future. It's about love and about faith. It's not about religion, though, which I think is a great thing. So I, I it's very worth checking out and getting confused about. It's not a perfect show. I will not say that it's a perfect show. That is what our flag means death is. But it's a very good 
interesting show. And I, I, I want more people to watch it mostly because I want people to talk about it with. <laughs> awesome. And Meg. See, that sounds so familiar. That's why Carla watches half the things she watches is because I force her to so I can talk to someone about it. And see, so you, can, you can never turn the favor. Hey, hey uh, I was, I just wrote down what you were just, right now I am into, I've been a little bit of a nostalgia kick for, for TV and stuff like that. Other than mer people, I think is the only thing that I've been watching. Like it's a weird documentary about people who are like mermaid actors. And it, that's weird, but that's not what I'm really into. Um, so yeah, I'm in a little bit of nostalgia. I've been rewatching some old favorites and seeing if they hold up. I rewatched Friday Night Lights, <laughs> and now I'm rewatching Mindy Project and Merlin. So it's a very and I forgot. I love Merlin. I forgot how ridiculous this show is, but I love it so much. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot to add with that. It's just like, there's too much TV. And I'm like, eh. I'm just waiting for Bridgerton to come back. And then, so I'm in stasis until then, I guess. And our flag means death to come back. I want them both. And I want them both now. With with the mer people thing, I do want to say you can very briefly see one of our panelists, frequent panelists, Judy, is in that documentary very briefly. I haven't watched it, so I don't know as well it's really interesting like i i haven't finished it but it's really interesting um but yeah i'll have to look for judy (laughs) yeah i can't remember where judy said she was i don't know if you remember tanya or Susie, but i know in in like a brief she said a brief group photo thing or something i don't know i haven't watched it yet so but yeah okay and Susie, what are you into oh well so I waited for the whole of the last season of Ted Lasso to come out so I could then binge watch it because <laughs> <laughs> I did it because I didn't want to pay an Apple TV subscription. <laughs> I like waiting for the whole thing to come out. So I was just like, I'm going to wait till it's all out and then I'm going to get it <laughs> and just watch it. And oh, my God, I'm not done yet. I have one episode left, one episode left. But so far, I... It just reinforces my love for those beautiful, beautiful himbos. AFC Richmond, they're my favorite team of himbos, and I love them so much. That like, oh, they're they're just delightful. And I really like this season so far. And you know, there've been some twists and turns and oh gosh, it's just my himbos. I love my himbos. They're precious. It's fine, Meg. She hasn't been spoiling it. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, so, but, but I saw Meg take her headphones off. So. I have like four episodes left, so I was really worried. My oh, husband's no. making me watch it with him, and it's taking forever. <laughs> I'm about to I cheat know. on him. I just said stuff we all know that I love my himbos. They're precious. Okay. <laughs> it was all a dream. The whole show has been a dream. That was a dream. Oh, my gosh. Imagine. <laughs> That would be the weirdest <laughs> twist on uh, for a show like that to be like, hey, this is all. Say he's on. He's on the plane. He's on the plane over. To the plane. <laughs> a velociraptor's like, going to turn to him and go, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like the New Heart show when that was all a dream at the end, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like the weirdest show to do that with. But <laughs> and Tanya, 
Hey, thanks for having me. And I fun. So I'm going to go all over the place really fast because I haven't talked to adults in many days for a very long sustained time other than this is when the baby had a bottle. This is when the baby pooped. Um, I am babysitting my nephews. So I've been watching a lot of Coco Melon and something called Blippy, which is so, something so else. <laughs> Um, and this is my, also, I'm going to say this because I think it's relevant now and it's relevant later. It's my first pride as an openly non-binary person. I've been non-binary. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm like, I like, I I ordered some t-shirts. I'm like very (laughs) excited. And like, you know, I've always been, I've always considered myself an ally and I've really always been non-binary, but I didn't know that existed before and that, you know, it's complicated. And I'll talk about that more on the, on the Our Flag Means Death thing. Um, but yeah, re- for my real answer is I'm watching, um, re-watching Arrested Development, which I do every now and then with um, a various child, not my little one nephews, my, my teenage and adult children love this show. It's about 20 years old sitcom. It's kind of a classic. Um, They call me Tobias because I tend to say things that have double entendres without meaning them or not. Like I tend to say things without knowing uh, what I've said. So that's fun. And that show mostly holds up. It has a few moments of like, ooh, they probably shouldn't have done that. And then I've also been watching, I hadn't watched it uh, before the last month, uh, Picard. And I'm in. I'm kind of a next generation Star Trek nerd. I haven't watched all the Trek, but I like Next Generation. I liked Deep Space Nine. If I had to pick one, is probably my favorite. And then uh, Picard is. It's pretty good. It's you know I think fans really enjoy it. I'm trying not to spoil anything. Um, and there's some there's some good stuff. There's some real stupid stuff too. I'll just like like a lot of stuff that we love that gets rebooted. It's like really this plot line whatever. Anyway. And I want to say about the dream thing. Does that, do you know, Aaron, and this is me showing my, my OG nerd cred and, and age. Is that from Dallas, from the show Dallas? Yeah, where it yeah. was the one guy, it was all a Bobby, dream. Yeah. Bobby. He was, Bobby. he was dead and they had a whole storyline. And yep. then she, his wife, I can't remember her name on the show, went to, into the shower, op- opened it up and there was Bobby. He was there. Shower. He's the- like, Hey, Nothing. Yeah. Like nothing happened. It was her dream. I, the whole didn't, thing was so didn't, dumb. Yes. Didn't Roseanne do something like that too? Yes. Except right, it was okay. worse because everything was great, and then we find out that no, Dan was dead. And then yeah. I don't know how they, I don't know how they revamped it for the they, Connors. But. Yeah, they they forgot all about that. But they they yeah. wrote. Yeah, it was basically Roseanne was writing was a writing. novel, and yeah. so she made up this story because because Dan had had a heart attack on the show, mm-hmm. and so actually he had died and that it was one of the worst i was i loved roseanne ever. growing mm-hmm. up like when when it was on and i was so upset i feel like i blocked it out but you guys talking about the dream and it just reminded me of it so thanks for yeah. reopening that wound yeah so <laughs> dallas, for people who are too young or don't remember i'm sorry uh, about the beep uh dallas was like lost of the you know it was just there were conspiracy theories there was and it would people just were obsessed with this so i was definitely too young but i probably picked it up just from pop culture so anyway i was too young but i still watched it i've been I'm watching sure I watched for, for yeah. since i was forever so yeah <laughs> i love like jr jr was yep. my favorite but yeah. then the yeah. idea of a nighttime soap right that was sort of novel at that time all right yeah i'll shut up now moving on <laughs> Well, there was soap too, but yeah, which was, well, that was a comedy. That wasn't really a drama. 
Well, what I'm into, and you may have already heard the interview by the time this drops with the director, Sean Claffey, but there is a documentary called Americond that um, really, please, please go find this documentary, check it out, pre-ordered on Apple. This is one of the most important documentaries of our lifetime. I am not exaggerating here. We talk a lot on this podcast about capitalism and the evils of capitalism, and this documentary is about that. And it is fantastic. It's basically, it is a film about income inequality in the U.S. and the tragic destabilizing effects to Americans. Uh, It also follows some amazing human beings uh, like uh, Chris Smalls, who leads a movement to unionize Amazon workers for the first time. And after the corporation fired Smalls for speaking up for workers' rights, especially when Amazon was lying about COVID exposure. So it talks a lot about that. It talks about how, you know, there's the myth of trickle-down economics and when stuff started changing in this country and how both Republicans and Democrats are to blame for this stuff. It's not just one side or the other and how the rich keep getting richer and the rich want to find scapegoats and blame the quote-unquote other so that people will not be looking at how much more of their pie they are taking. And it is a very, very, very important documentary to watch because um, the director is hopeful. The director actually was like, I'm very hopeful because people are really coming together and unionizing and all of this stuff, and there are a lot more strikes. but. That's the only way that we defeat this because it's going, the system is going to collapse if we don't do something. And there's also, it also talks about AI and how basically by, you know, the 2030s, there's only going to be like, I think it's like, get that, 47% of American jobs are at a high risk to being lost to AI by the 2030s. That's huge. And so, you know, and it also talks about the dwindling, that there's not really a middle class anymore. Um, and how that's going away and all of this stuff. And it's it's just, it's fantastic and very, very important documentary. And it'll infuriate you. It'll make you cry. It'll also make you feel like, oh, well, maybe we can do something. So, so please, please go check that out. Uh, you can Look at americont.com. I'll put the link in the bio as well. So, and I know they're doing screenings at festivals too, but you can pre order it through like Apple TV and other places. So, yep. So, definitely, definitely, definitely go, go check that out. And I really enjoyed speaking to the director and I just kind of fawned and said, thank you for making this documentary like that 10 times because it is so important. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so we're going to move on now to one thing in pop culture or fandom that has you excited or pissed, Carla, or saying we're going to walk the plank. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to send people into the, I don't know, 
salty, whatever, whatever. Davy Jones's know, locker. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Get your okay, pirate like, lingo, lingo. Well, look, I don't understand what the monkeys have to do with this, but moving on. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, I love the moment is, that clicked for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that I know about thanks to Aaron. And it is the fact that Yellow Jackets is going to have a bonus episode between seasons two and three, which I am so excited about because, you know, as we all know, and we all support the strike and it's very important. And there is, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe that sacrificing our entertainment for the benefit of the livelihood of others is the smallest sacrifice we can make as consumers. That said, the announcement that there's going to be a bonus episode between the two seasons is great because with the strike being an ongoing thing and who knows when it'll be resolved, there is an unknown amount of time that's going to pass between the two seasons filming. So it's like this great little um, nugget that we're getting to help us, <laughs> to help us, you know, Yellow Jackets addicts by the time between the between the season and, and next so i'm very excited about that <laughs> well you're welcome i'm glad i could help make you excited and thank you bloody disgusting for um you know for that article that i read yesterday i was like and it's funny because then i went on tiktok and i kept seeing all these tiktok conspiracies that they're like it's dropping june 1st and i'm like there was nothing there uh yes yellow jackets is too scary for you Meg. <laughs> Sorry, I wish you could watch it, but yeah. <laughs> so Meg, what is making your flag rise on the, I don't know. It sounds make, really sexual. I know, I know. I didn't mean for it to, but, or making you want to walk the plank. Um, so it's finally summer and nice in Wisconsin. So there's not, I, I honestly, that's what I'm really excited about is not having much to do with fandom situations because I'm going to be hanging out outside um, and drinking and playing yard games. But uh, Little Mermaid is out and I cannot wait to go see it. I'm really excited. Halle Bailey looks like she did a phenomenal job. I mean, I love Melissa McCarthy. So I haven't had a chance to go see it yet. And that's what I'm really excited to do. And that's kind of it because, again, I have not been paying much attention, which has been better for my mental health. No, that's always that's always better for, for mental health. So staying out of any kind Staying of away from fandom. I just saw that the Winchesters uh, was not successfully shopped to another network or anything like that. So there'll be no more the Winchesters, which I did like that show. and. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> and Susie, I okay. I have a keen eye on the horizon, and we are setting course for hopefully sometime soon going to watch Spider Man Across the Spider Verse because it looks so good. And I've been hearing nothing but good things about it. Like a friend of mine went to go see it last night. I'm so jealous. And she said, "I uh, no spoilers, but I'm no longer the same person. And I was like, I need to be there now. I want to go see it. Like, I am so excited. Oh, it, it seems like it's going to be really good. That was so cute, though. Just, <laughs> I don't know, just yeah, I, 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 I do not 
my panel will all leave when I say this. And so will people listening. I have never seen the first one. So I just. Uh, it's like, I'm so, how? It's so Even good. I watched it. And you know, my stance on animated. It just happened. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful. Like oh just God. visually it's. What's oh. up danger? That scene changed me as a oh human. God. It is stunningly beautiful. Like it is, it is like, we're going to burn the Mona Lisa like in knives too. Cause that is the new Mona Lisa. That shot is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so good. Plus it'll make you want to just go back and rewatch all the best Nick Miller bits from new girl. Um, you know, cause you <laughs> yes, just, like, thank just give you. me endless Nick Miller being a jackass for 20 yes. minutes. Yeah. I love me some Nick Miller. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> panic moonwalk away. from <laughs> Aaron's reveal. Yeah. So, so Tanya. Yeah. I hate going last. I'm going to change my name to have an A like Anya. Um, but because I was gonna say Spider Verse, you can it. say the same thing. It's yeah. Not- so I'm excited. Yes. Okay. I'm say that, and then I'm gonna also say a lot of things. I'm still pissed about Wayward Daughters, Wayward Sisters. Five years. It's been five years. Anger. Same, not gonna though. let go of it. Same. So I'm gonna totally have a kidney stone about it or something, um, or an ulcer. So I'm still pissed. Uh, unfortunate that the Winchesters got got axed uh it seemed like that was going to pick up and i have i actually have not watched it yet because i'm busy um but i'll say spider-verse and i'm also really excited this is the deep the deep nerd cut about the new miniseries of justified that's coming out this summer i love as we know iron and i did a very long podcast about deadwood and then a very long podcast about justify and i switched hats at some point, two different cowboy hats. So I'm excited about that. I'm a little bit, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Of course, you know, national conversation about policing has shifted. And I still have issues with that with the show uh, on a rewatch. I rewatch it quite frequently. Um, but I have faith in it that it'll be good because I never thought that they presented the marshals in an unproblematic way. And I think that was good media. Like there's definitely problematic marshals and et cetera, but I'm a little bummed because I don't think they're going to have Boyd Crowder. And I don't know how you make a justified without Boyd Crowder, frankly. So we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah, that's weird. I'm still so sad. I wasn't on, couldn't be on those two episodes because imagine how much longer they would have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, our Timothy elephant double feature. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was like at least a good 40 minutes of me ranting about Hearst, um, Meg, if, if that means anything to you and about how I wish she'd die. Um, oh, like yeah. not, it's not a real person or he was yeah. a real person, but I'm talking about the character. The character. And I'm pretty sure like Hearst is dead. So you got your wish. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, those were fun. Those were fun episodes to record. So yeah, I, I meant to like, it's so funny, Tanya, because I saw the trailer and I was like gonna tag you in it. And then I got like a message or something like that and then didn't get to. So I was like, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. Well, what has me upset is, and I know I talk about this a lot, but I do think it's important, is uh, recently the director of the upcoming movie, The Flash, said that they are not considering recasting the role and they do want Ezra Miller to continue in this role. 
This is disgusting to me. Ezra Miller, make no mistake, is a predator. And the director is not the only one that is like praising Ezra Miller left and right. I'm like, they're getting help though. They are getting help. I, I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't know what that help even looks like, but I don't care. It's just, it really bothers me. And I know when I posted about it on Facebook and someone said, well, but that's the director. The director probably won't have much say in it. And I'm like, yeah, but this movie is going to make a shit ton of money. This movie is going to make so much money. And so that's what they care about. They don't care about the other part. They care about the money. So I'm just upset about that. And I just wish you know, most people would pay for their actions, but people don't because cancel culture isn't a real thing and money talks. And so it's just annoying to me and I'm frustrated and fed up with it. Tanya, they said, it's not real if you're, I hope that's okay that I'm sharing that, Tanya, but it's not real if you're powerful and that's exactly what it is. So, but I do want to say Ezra Miller is a, is a horrible, horrible person, but I think it's important that we do use the correct pronouns for Ezra Miller because I see people doing that all the time. So even if they're horrible, you still have to use the correct pronouns and they go by they, them pronouns. So I do want to make a point of that too, but, but Ezra Miller is horrible and awful. So I wish they would be canceled, but they're not going to be. So the biggest thing you can do is not go see the movie. If the director's already talking about that, that they would be in a sequel, the biggest thing to do is not go see it. But I know that's not going to happen. But anyway. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, well, we're going to, the last little thing, I just thought for fun because of um, what we're talking about on Friday and because it's an easy, quick little thing, I wanted to talk about your favorite Taika Waititi projects. It can be a role or it can be something that he directed or whatever. So Carla, and it's fine if people repeat things. Carla, what is your favorite? Taika Waititi is so talented and is also now everywhere. It's hard to pick something because I love so many things for different reasons. And I'm so I'm going to reserve all of my love and devotion to Our Flag Means Death for the Friday episode. And I will talk instead about what we do in the shadows because it is one of my absolute favorite shows to have come out ever. And okay. Season four was not my favorite season. I had a lot of problems with it, especially this plot line where um, a woman's agency was 
stripped of from her and on top of it it's a brown woman and there's just like so many problematic elements with that whole thing nadia got kind of getting um backburnered for a lot of the season it was not the best season i'm but i'm willing to give them benefit of the of the doubt for season five and hope that they find a way towards redemption from that because on the whole the show has been very i think um has been very good about representation and about empowering naja I, i think that she is the most her, she and the guide are the most uh intelligent and powerful uh characters on the show but the show on the whole has been about gay vampires from the start and they haven't shied away from those ships they haven't shied away from laszlo and naja being very 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 sexual Laszlo being attracted to anything that moves and with absolutely no qualms about anything to do with their appearance or their, you know, genitalia or anything. And that's a, a big part of why I love the show is that it's, it's, um, it doesn't treat sexuality as a gimmick or as a punchline. And in in a in a world where so much of entertainment hinges plot lines on people's sexuality and on their you know attraction to you know non hetero whatevers it's been so refreshing to see this in a comedy so and also you know it's um it's just so funny it's a hilarious show it also has you know not to be biased but it does have a mexican character on there so mexican american character on there again no bias here but that's pretty awesome i was right my prediction was right let me see i'm right for everybody (laughs) meg well i'm gonna second pretty much everything carla said about what we do in the shadows um the movie from 2014 was fantastic um i'm gonna this is just my weird thing because Jermaine Clement is the one who's really the driving force between the TV show and Taika Waititi does get a lot of the credit for and with with little involvement. But that's not to say he doesn't deserve credit because he absolutely created a lot of that. And I and what we do in Shadows is one of my favorite shows as like my two favorites are going to be our flag means death and what we do in the shadows. But I'm just going to mention because I am just such a thirsty bitch. Um, I really love The Mandalorian. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos said all the stuff I wanted to say about what we do in the shadows. And I knew she would. I like I absolutely knew that that was going to happen because Carla and I have spent many hours talking about how much we love what we do in the shadows. Um, but including on our podcast, including on our podcast, I was going to say Thor Love and Thunder just to see how many death threats I would get from people. But no, I love the Mandalorian. Give me some Pedro. Like, I, I don't even need to see Taika and Pedro's faces to just be in love. I just need to hear their voices. And that's enough for me. But he, Taika Waititi has done so much amazing work. And I feel like it's not something that anyone, that people have really recognized until what we do in the shadows and our flag means death came out. Like Jojo Rabbit was chef's kiss. 
but yeah, it's really hard for me to just pick one. So that's why I just named seven of them right there in my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but what we do in the shadows and our flag beans that are like my top two, 100%. And I was right again. Uh- <laughs> you knew I was going to say Mandalorian? No. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, Susie? Okay, uh, would it count if said project hasn't come out yet? <laughs> well, you haven't seen it yet, so... <laughs> well, no, but I've seen the trailer. Okay, so I'm talking about specifically about Next Goal Wins. It comes out uh, in November, I think, 17th? Yeah, November 17th. And I saw the trailer for it, and it just looks like a lot of fun, because it's a sports comedy. And it looks like there's going to be a lot of shenanigans. You get Michael Fassbender as just like a grumpy coach who's like, oh, like a little bit washed out. And he's going to lead this team to the like the FIFA Cup. I'm not FIFA. a sports gay. I don't know. FIFA. Or F- FIFA. FIFA. No. FIFA. FIFA. FIFA Cup. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would have said. Yeah, the American, yeah, he's taking like the American football team to FIFA, or at least I think that's the goal of the film. But it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I want to watch it, and I'm excited. Didn't go- you just binge Ted Lasso? I did. So what? Listen, I won't watch real sports, but you give me sports comedies, I'm down. Because <laughs> that means I don't have to learn, like, like, Oh, someone did a touchdown on third base. Oh, God. <laughs> a touchdown Let's on third base. <laughs> and hole in that one. Like, awesome. I don't. <laughs> I love like, that. To me, the Super Bowl is just some ball throwing in between a concert. Like, that's, that's kind of what it is. Like, the, like, I don't get sports. No. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting, it is a little bit of a funny story. I remember sitting in this like pub bar thing with friends and we were having food and like the, one of the nuggets games was on, I think. And everyone in that, in that place was like clapping and screaming and having a good time. And I was like, yeah, sports. And my, one of my friends just turned to me and went, please clap along. We don't want to get, we don't want to get harassed by these people. Just pretend you like sports for once. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, balls and stuff. Great. <laughs> Very enthused. I'm just picturing Susie. I'm just picturing Moss from the IT crowd. Oh, he hit the ball to the other thing. And so apparently that's worth a round of applause. And if yeah. you have not seen this, I will send you that clip. Cause that gets exactly. points. <laughs> That gets points. I mean, well, if we're going to talk about a thing that's been out, let's talk about Love and Thunder. I really like that. It came around in a time... Like, listen, I am done with Marvel. I'm exhausted. I have reached fatigue, Mm -hmm. peak status. Like, it's... I'm done. Like, I won't pay money to go see a Marvel movie in theaters (laughs) anymore. I'll just wait till it comes out on Disney+. Plus Because that's basically all they're good for. And... You know, like, and Love and Thunder, I was willing to go see it because I was like, this is a Taika project. I'm going to go watch. Yes. Had a great time. Screaming Goats for the win. Yes. If you haven't seen it, too bad. 
slight spoiler, but you know what? Just watch it. Like you don't even need to see the rest of them. Just that's just a good film. It's a fun time. Love and Thunder. I I agree. I agree. You know, uh, but it has our unofficial mascot Christian Huffing Bale in it too. So oh, it does. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know why I think he was so great. He just is. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna so we got that one specific character. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he was really good in that. So Tanya, what is your favorite? Um, yeah, this is all over the place. Um, but I am gonna take it back, old school. And first, I have to say, gay is in, gay is hot. I want some gay. Gay, it's gonna be. <laughs> um, just to like props to Laszlo and and that character. And the best part about Red Sox season, four, or sorry. What we do in the shadow season four was the property brothers spoof, the ongoing gag. That was my favorite. I laughed so yes. hard. Um, <laughs> and I agree with your critique though. That that uh Carla, that really bothered me. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go for reservation dogs, uh, which I kind of unintentionally said, which Taika does not get all the credit for, but gets some because he uh, is executive producer, I believe, on this show, and Sterling Harjo is the main writer and director and this show have you all seen reservation dogs i don't know but you got to cover it and i'll be on it's wonderful it's really funny it defies like kind of categorization i think but it's it's a i think it's fantastic it's delightful i highly recommend like checking it out it's really good it is really good and it's um i so i am not native american but my my uh partner's family is native american and i know you know there's issues with that identity etc but i wanted to share briefly that i did grow up around native american culture and community and i think it really does a great job of showing the humor and the resilience of that those communities and the continued effects of colonialism and racism on this group of people in a way that still manages to tell really um, fun stories about these kids and a lot of pop culture references, which are, which are fantastic interpreted through this lens. So I highly recommend it. Have your tissues with you, but also be ready to laugh a lot. Great show. And then I'm also going to take it way back and shout out for flight of the concords, which I had not watched until the pandemic. And I think this is, again, a, a Jermaine Clement um, product with mm-hmm. Brett. Brett, I forget his name. Brett. Is it Brett or Brett? Brett. Oh. <laughs> um, Give me a, a- Yeah, my brain's too full of baby stuff. Um, but Flight of the Concords, Taika did direct some of these. It's really funny. It's goofy. It's the sad sack kind of played over and over again that story and um reese darby is fantastic as murray the band murray manager. yeah yeah so the i fly to the concords gets my i make people watch um the cup the episode the cup which i looked it up is not one directed by taika but i just like sit down and watch this <laughs> it's like a perfect episode of tv yeah so anyway awesome so i i did get Susie and tanya wrong so um <laughs> I was I was two for four, so fifty percent. Okay, but now I need to know. Yeah, what you, you said. Yeah, I thought everybody was gonna say what we do in the shadows. I did. Well, see, I that's what I everybody. thought too. So I was like, let's 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 aha, <laughs> throw them off their rhythm. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I should have guessed other things. But that's what I thought everybody was gonna say. I mean, so. you should have guessed. Well, Carla will just 
tear that away and everybody else will pick something else. <laughs> I just thought, I, I don't know. I was like, that's what everybody's going to pick. So, but I was obviously wrong. Um, so I am going to give a shout out to Jojo Rabbit. And I know that was mentioned. I do think that that was also a film that got Taika a lot of attention. Of course, it was nominated for Oscars. So of course, it got a lot of attention. And I just thought that was so, so well done. And the performances were so great across the board. Um, the you know, everybody in it was was fantastic. Even even Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> not a fan of, was absolutely fantastic. Even her. <laughs> I mean, I concur. Yes, it was just all around great. And it was one of the few times, and I thought the directing was great. I thought Taika was great in it, gave a really good performance. And I thought the script was wonderful, everything about that movie. And I also really appreciated that since Sam Rockwell decided to go on a kick of only playing racists, I appreciated th this one a little bit better more because for some reason it didn't bug me as much as <laughs> the, the other roles. He's decided to go down this path that I really wish would just stop because Sam Rockwell is a terrific actor, but he needs to stop that. Anyway, I know that's that's that has nothing to do with this, but I just was relieved that it wasn't another one of those to me at least where it wasn't like the the stupid three billboards or anything like that but yes yeah, so just a shout out to that for film and i know i i need to watch what we do in the shadows it's very weird to me that i haven't because it's totally up my alley and i mean i've seen the first episode but things got in the way and i do need to watch reservation dogs as well um and i did I liked Love and Thunder too. So a lot of us on here seem to have liked that one. I know a lot of people give it crap. Like you were saying, Meg, people would be very upset with you if you said that. <laughs> but there's been renewed vitriol against it coming like really recently. And I just like, calm down. It's just a movie. It's a Marvel movie. No one is expecting excellence from anything, frankly. Yeah. And, and I have not seen Ragnarok. I, 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 there are so many, I mean, that movie is amazing. <laughs> that's, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I've seen, I've, I, I am very tired of Marvel, but I've been tired from Marvel for a long, long time. So I think that's why I haven't watched as many. And of course I was going to watch love and thunder because of, of Christian Bale. So I'll watch anything he does unless he's doing it with horrible people, then I won't. But, but that was why I watched it, but I loved it. And I also just think, Chris, how Chris Hemsworth is one of the other good Chris's. So yes, he's the third best Chris in my mind. <laughs> okay, we. I now want to rank the Chris's because I don't know the Chris ranking. <laughs> but um, just it's Brett McKenzie that we blanked on. And thank you, thank you, Meg, for finding that. And yeah, Ragnarok. Shout out. I would have said that, but I thought I wanted to shout out for those those like deep cuts. So. <laughs> Well, the Chris's are Chris Messina, um, Chris Pine, and Chris Hemsworth are the only Chris's. <laughs> Who's the what? I don't even know the first one. Chris who? Chris Messina. Okay. So you have to do a deep dive into his uh, his entire video, you know, okay. collection. Okay. And watch him work. He is phenomenal. Is this, he is so talented. Is he the baldish guy or he shaves his head? No? Okay, no. No. no, no, no nothing no. against bald dudes, but yeah. he's not. I don't know. No, did, you, did you see Did you see Birds of Prey? 
Yes. Then yes. you saw a Christmas scene of performance. Okay. He was the bad. Why am I forgetting? Yeah. Laszlo was that? He's Victor Saz in that one. Yeah, right. With the blonde okay. hair. So I'll find it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you've seen, he's got a new show coming out on Peacock. It's a true crime comedy show. So yeah. Right. I, and he's in that movie Air, that one that's on, I haven't watched uh-huh. it yet, the Ben Affleck movie. He's supposed to be fantastic in it. Was he in he Argo? Oh, yeah. He was in, mm-hmm. in Argo. He was in yeah. Argo. He's been. Yeah. He was in the, the third season of uh, Sinner. Yeah. Which is my least favorite season, but he is fantastic in it. It's very good. Um, go watch the, the only seasons of the Mindy Project that actually exist, which are seasons one oh, and two. Oh, he's in Mindy Project. Okay. Yes. I don't know the Mindy Project, but now I know who you mean. And I've seen, I know who okay. you mean. I can visually, I get him confused with James Purefoy, and I know they're different people. One's British, one's not. One's on the Mindy Project, <laughs> one was not. One was naked in Rome, one was not. But anyway, yes. Christine is naked in 28. Room. Hotel rooms. Hotel rooms, yeah. So. Well, <laughs> yeah, which is also very good. I don't need to see that, I guess. Oh, this guy. Okay, vaguely know who this is, and it's not James Purefoy, British actor extraordinaire. Oh, they do look alike. Oh, my God. Okay, good. Thank you. I was like, good Lord, am I just doing the whole Finn Whitrock's not the kid from Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I get, They were like in things together around the same time, and I'm like, oh, that guy really gets around, and then I realize it's two different people. Anyway. <laughs> but we are going to wrap up because we have the our flag means death recording and everything, so we are going to wrap up this episode. But thank you to my panelists and especially for the time-wise. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to go around and my panelists can say where they can be found. And Carla can say where Meg and Carla can be found on Bed, Wed, or Behead. Yes, thank you. Our podcast, Bed, Wed, or Behead, can be found wherever you get your wonderful podcasts. You can also find us uh, retweeting stuff occasionally on the streets at Bed, Wed, Behead Pod. On Instagram, gramming the grams at bet.wet.behead.pod. TikToking the TikToks, uh, all five of them, soon to be six, maybe, (laughs) maybe more, maybe not, at bedwetbeheadpod. You can also find me and my art and my musings on Instagram at carlatemis or my website, carlatemis.com. That's C A R L A. T-E-M-I-S dot com. And I also want to thank that person who purchased something from my Society6 page. Um, yes, I got a sale last month. Believe it or not, I too am delighted and shocked. And if you want to look for things to peruse and maybe hang in your home, drink out of, eat off of, you can look for Society6, just the number six, dot com slash garlatemis. Awesome. And congratulations on the sale. And I was squeezing my hand while you were spelling. So that's why. Oh, baby. <laughs> that's how I spelled your website this time. <laughs> Holding your own hand. I like it. <laughs> hey, you know, self-love. She can buy her self flowers. She can hold her own hand. She can talk to herself for hours. She's Miley's dream come true. <laughs> I do talk to myself for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, Meg, other than bed, wet, or behead, where can they find you? Nowhere. No, I'm just kidding. You can find me on all the social media at Wisconsinac, W I S C O N S E N N A C H. 
And that's where I am everywhere because I am a geriatric millennial and not creative. (laughs) I don't have the same password for everything, but it's very close. Well, before you accidentally, I'm like, don't, I thought you were back to the same. Yeah, by the way, my password is password. One, two, three. Sometimes four. Um, So Susie, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, I can be found on the grams at the underscore crafting underscore cryptid. And in my bio is linked my dog Benny's Instagram. And maybe my professional slash business slash costuming instagram is linked down there as well i don't remember it's uh, it's brain be braining um and on the twitter it's at suzy q underscore sc where i can and i don't know if if you need any other ways to reach me maybe just shake a raven skull into the woods and you might hear a yelp in the <laughs> distance <laughs> And we are following Susie's business account too. So you can find it via ours as well. And Susie finally followed us back when I <laughs> gave her a hard listen, time during our <laughs> It's hard being this booked, blessed, and busy. <laughs> I, I understand. So <laughs> you forget things sometimes. <laughs> yes, you forget everything. Uh, so tanya where can they find you currently you can find me on my brother's sectional trying to figure out which blippy video is the correct blippy video for my nephew when he goes blippy um (laughs) like this one no this one no this one okay um all right so um when i'm not translating two-year-old blippy demands you can find me at ak nerd fighting on twitter or on instagram at just tanya cook and that's if you want to see pictures of cats and food in wisconsin and where i'm traveling nebraska next week i don't know you can find me on i-80 maybe good luck (laughs) nebraska woo Um, this is Aaron. You can follow Fergie on TikTok. And I wish I could show everybody. I'm going to show my panelists how cute Fergie is being right now as she's lying on the floor with her head rested. She's holding one of her toys and just lying on the floor with her toy. It's really cute. Um, but follow her on TikTok for some cute funny little videos at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. It's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please head on over to our website, it's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And on Friday's episode, we are going to be talking about our flag means death. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. <laughs>